Welcome to the Present and Sober podcast with your hosts, Sam Goldfinch and Ellie Crow. If you want to make your life bigger, not smaller, then this is the podcast for you. If you can sense that you're destined for more and you're curious about how drinking could be holding you back, listen in and come on this journey with us. Through the interplay of mind and body practices, we will help you elevate your daily life and discover the wonder and potential of going alcohol free. Let's make life bigger together. Hey, lovely people. Right, we've put together a really short and sweet podcast that you can put in your back pocket and come back to again and again. We're going to do kind of a bird's eye view of some of the stuff we wish we'd known before we uh, went on the alcohol-free journey. And we've kind of gone back over some of the things we've discussed before and condensed them down and and, and had a good chat about it and uh, had a good giggle as well as uh, as we so often do. So uh, looking forward to putting this one out there. Now, if you didn't catch last week's episode with Carla Adkins, episode 62, go back and check it out. The feedback and the love that's come in um, in support of Carla and her her bravery and her sharing and and uh, everything has just been just been incredible in the Facebook group. So if you're not in the Facebook group, come and say hi. You get to interact with most of the guests that we have on are in the group, so they're they're there and they'll happily chat with you. You can ask questions and, and things like that. And um, yeah, that's all I really want to say this week. Just short and sweet from me. So uh, see you in just a second. Welcome to the Present Sober Podcast. This almost didn't happen because. <laughs> Sam couldn't speak and I hadn't plugged my headset in. <laughs> I still um rookie spe- error. Speaking is still um speaking is a bit challenging. <laughs> I've got new teeth again. Every 10 days I get new teeth. And a new challenge. And a new challenge. So welcome to Sam Sam wanted to call this the cold hard truth about sobriety. And then he changed it to the warm and floppy reality. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are, people. The warm, floppy reality. So if you want to get warm and floppy with us, <laughs> get ready. Now's the time. <laughs> Now's the time. <laughs> There's never been a better time. Never been a better time to get all warm and floppy. It so. is the summer. It's <laughs> the summer. Oh dear. So this episode came about because. We have a wonderful Facebook group with a wonderful influx of new people, which is mm. wonderful to see. So a big welcome to everybody. And it's oh, it's just been lovely to hear where people are coming from too. And seeing people that have been recommended to come and have a listen, embark yeah. on a new journey, consider a new possibility. And so... This episode is a little bit of a dedication to to you, to anybody that's early on, anybody that's about to step into the unknown world, the the unknown floppy world of sobriety. <laughs> and of course, and of course, anyone who is going to be interesting for anyone who's been with us for the journey, because there are a load of episodes from the beginning where we as as our journey grows and evolves and as we learn more and as we're kind of getting more training, like we're going to go back and like talk again about things that we spoke about early on. So this is kind of a bit of a us returning to some things we've spoken before in a bit of a bird's eye view fashion. We're going to have a go anyway. Um, yeah, we're going to yeah. try. We're going to try our, it's not our, our skill. Dam- our damnedest. Um, so Just yeah, it, it's, it, it's, it's dedicated to those new folks, but 
those old folks are going to equally get something from it. And it's going to be really interesting for you to reflect on these things wherever you are in your floppy path or floppy world of sobriety. <laughs> I don't think we've ever de- dedicated an episode to anybody. It's like when you open a book and it says this book is dedicated to. So, yeah, that's that's interesting. Maybe we should de- dedicate every Decade. episode okay <laughs> yeah maybe we should and especially those people that go and write us lovely reviews will yeah. definitely de- so we might pick out a special person whoever goes and writes a really strikingly floppy review <laughs> no don't write us a floppy review that sounds terrible that's a, an awful idea but yes if you want a dedication write us a review we'll see what we can do we okay can- Stop talking about floppy things. It's time to... We haven't got much time left. It's time to begin. We've got 25 to 30 minutes remaining. We're going to try and do... This is the challenge, people. We're going to try and do a bird's eye view and and stay on track. Great. Brilliant idea, Eddie Crow. Let's see what happens. Okay. Number I'll one. I'll you in. Number one. I will need raining in. Number one. Um, sobriety or being alcohol-free or however you choose to talk about it or think about it is not what you think it is what is it then (laughs) well it won't be what you think it is (laughs) well in a funny way things are only what you think they are you know because our feelings come from our thinking and we experience our thought in every in 100 percent of every moment so the thing is right if you're imagine you're i take you to uh to an example you know sam back in the day good few years back now had some ideas about what he thought being alcohol free would be like. And he was kind of daydreaming about it and thinking about it and getting excited about it or getting stressed about it and getting fearful about it or all of those things at the same bloody time and getting feedback on my thinking and my belief system and my projections around it. And then I'd be like trying to make decisions based on that. And like, ultimately it, it wasn't that it was it weren't that it, it ain't that. And that's great because it's in my experience, much, much better than I could ever have dreamt it to be. And yeah. So, you know, a lot of people are going to have ideas about what they think it is. Oh, am I never going to have fun again? Am I going to be, mm. you know, am I going to have to, you know, forever avoid certain situations? Am I going to have to, you know, what am I going to do about stress? What am I going to, it often displays as that, right? It is like, like, what am I going to do about or what if kind of thinking? Um, and it puts us into a bit of a tailspin and we we don't know how to find our way out. So, so yeah, that that's kind of what comes to me. First and mm. foremost, what comes to you? Uh, I, th- I think you've described it beautifully. And the really exciting thing to know is that um, the only way you'll discover what it really is, is by doing it. Yeah. Which can be can be scary, but we talk about this all the time, that when you start to feel... You, you'll get a tap on the shoulder, you'll get a little nudge, a little feeling in your little rumbly tummy. And there's a reason, like there's a reason you're listening to this now. There's a reason that I recorded the Adrian Charles documentary on um, drinkers like me and then didn't watch it for a whole year. You know, the, <laughs> there's a reason we do these things because we have this inner wisdom, this yeah. guidance system and it's gently or not so gently nudging us towards alignment, alignment with what's really true, meaningful to us in our lives. And 
So we have to, we, it kind of gets to this point, I think it's like this critical mass of you can no longer ignore it and you have to summon up every ounce of courage and bravery that you have to take the leap of faith and believe that there's a possibility that it might be amazing. It might be something completely different to what you think it is. Yeah, I love it. And as a top tip, is it a tip? If you top feel tit. like, if, as a top tit, if, if <laughs> I am a top tit, if you're trying to decide between black and white, if you're trying to decide between like the forever thing and the what I have now thing, like don't do that. Like you don't, there, you don't have to do that. Doing it, it is what, you know, it could be the live alcohol experiment. It could be a week. It could be a weekend off. It could be, in my experience, um, creating an idea around like being alcohol free forever or whatever. And then like living in the, oh my God, I don't know what that means. So I'm in a state of panic about it. I'm not sure how many people that's helping, you know, for some people that could be very helpful, but for me, it was much more powerful to, to slowly. So my experience of this was like doing it was what made sense to me. So I did a, you know, a month here, I did like a two month, a three month, a six month, a year. Like there was, and each time I learned something and moved closer and closer to freedom. And then, and then I kind of worked through my belief system. Right. And, um, and suddenly stepped into this new reality. So don't doing it doesn't, we're not saying like, Oh, you got to like make a decision, like be strong, make a decision forever right now. No, it just means take this, the next step that makes sense to you um, and get data on it. Because what most people find is, if you go and do, say, the live alcohol experiment, at the end of those 30 days, you feel really differently to how you think you might do. Mm. And, and you get actual data about what's going on and how you feel in your body, what your sleep's like. So, like, yeah, just things are available to you in motion and in action mm. that aren't available to you sat on the sofa kind of pondering what you think it's going to be like and innocently scaring yourself about what, in mine and Ellie's experience, is the greatest thing that's ever happened to us. Yeah. Um, you know? Yeah, I can't remember where this came from, but I remember it being a thing in um, coach training where <clears throat> it's like you just need to see the next right step. Yeah, that's it. Just that one step in front of you. That's it. Who's the author? It's a great quote of the car driving in the fog. Is he talking about writing a novel? Um, writing a novel is like driving a car in the like with the flashlight with the headlights up in, in thick fog and you can just see what's in front of you or if you were kind of like walking across like a you know one plank at a time you know and, and that's all you need to do that's all you need to do um so yeah that's that's the first thing let's not go any look, let's not go any deeper into it because we're doing a bird's eye view yeah we're trying to keep on track birds right keep eyes. on track the next thing do you want me to say it or did you have it written down it doesn't have to be hard. Yeah. <laughs> it can be floppy. <laughs> that wasn't planned. Brilliant. And the thing is, it's like, I think a lot of the things that people think are going to be hard are actually surprising, surprisingly effortless. And then there are things that people think are going to be effortless that catch them by surprise and they can be a bit of a challenge. And that's life, right? How many times does that happen to us? Um, and Often, I mean, I can remember receiving an email from a guy that basically said, I've been doing some research about what's going to happen for the first two weeks, and I know that I'm going to live in a living hell. <laughs> and I said, how do you know this? He was like, I've been reading about dopamine and neurotransmitters, and I just know it's going to be like that. And I said, can we have an experiment? I don't know. Maybe it will be a living hell. 
Maybe it won't be. Can we literally take our hands off the steering wheel and just see how it comes day by day, bit by bit? He was like, okay, fine. And then like a week and a half later, he sent me a message and he was like, bloody hell, Mr. Mr. Sam. I didn't even get a craving. How weird's that? Now, mm. I'm not going to say that's everyone's experience, right? Experience, gosh, I apologize. These li- this lisping. <laughs> Why am I apologizing? I'm just lisping. I don't need to apologize. Just lisping. Um, the, I've lost my brain now. Classic. You've distracted me now, so I don't know. Oh, yeah. Like, I had times where I stopped and it seemed to be really effortless. And I had other times where I stopped and it seemed to be a bit more challenging. And a lot of it is to do with that first thing. You're feeling what you're thinking. So if you're excited Mm. about it, excited about the new experience, about being empowered, if you're out the pressure cooker and you're like, well, I'm just going to see what happens, then you have a certain experience. If you're freaking out because your life's never going to be the same again. And and this is, if you don't get it right this time, everything's doomed and and I'm going to fail at this. And then you'll get that experience. So I think it's, it, 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 doesn't have to be like that doesn't have to be like that it can be the most joyous expression are there going to be challenges well you're a human being so i think it's likely that you're going to have a few of them in your life whether you drink or not um but mm. you're going to get a whole lot whole host more of them if you're a drinker in my experience mm, absolutely yeah ultimately you you get to choose yeah you have the power Okay, I'm just you of, have the power. I just had a vision of She-Ra then, back from the eighties. You're he definitely. You He-Man was way She-Ra? better. No. Yeah, and Thundercats. Way better. He had, yeah, like Jatara. He had um really funny hair though, didn't he? He-Man. He had like a, like. He had a like a like yellow. Like yeah, a like funny a, fringe, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, like a, like like. Yeah, like your mum had in the eighties, not your, your mum in particular. <laughs> she, didn't, she had curly hair in the eighties, <laughs> but you know, like a bowl cut, but with a with a bit with a bit of other bit going on. Mm. Brilliant description. Oh so my well god! Done. Now, I, oh, this is the worst episode I think we've ever recorded. I can't Why? remember what I was saying. Now. I think it's great. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about choice. Yeah, you've about it being always hard. got. You've got. You've got the power. You've got the power. It's your choice. Yeah, and you 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 get to choose how you want it to be. When I embarked on this journey myself, I I just went flat out into curiosity mode. I was just so might be because I'm a nosy. I always used to call myself a nosy person, not nosy. I'm curious. I just wanted to, I just wanted to see what might happen. And that took so much pressure off me because I wasn't trying to change a behavior. I wasn't going for some kind of specific outcome. It was really floppy. I just wanted to see what see what might happen. And Malle- malleable, I think malleable. is the right word. I like floppy. Flexible. <clears throat> Flexible. It it was it was it just allowed me so much room. To this is why I love the 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 experiment, the alcohol experiment, because you've just got room to explore and find out. Yeah, and and the thing that just jumped into my head is it is really worth being malleable and flexible because I think for a lot of us we get into these spirals where we're like, oh, I'm going through a patch where God, how long is this going to go on for? Is this going to last forever? When actually we're always feeling our thinking. And we're only ever one thought away from an entirely different lived experience. So 
when we're having one of those mornings where that can happen, I had days where I had a morning where I was a bit wobbly and then the afternoon was, was great. Right. And you can choose again. We talk about this, you know, we've spoken about this before in previous things, mm. just because you're having a bit of a wobble one day, like that's okay. Like that's allowed, you know, um, and you're allowed and, and you're also allowed to have that moment and then to be in a different space shortly afterwards. Um, and in our experience, the less you just let it happen, the more you let it happen and look after yourself and go for a walk and give yourself a bit of self-care, the more quickly you'll recalibrate back to where you want to be and to curiosity and compassion. And, you know, and those things are just really, really powerful on the journey. So yeah, stay yeah. curious. It doesn't have to be the way that you, what well, A, it doesn't have to be how that bloke down Tesco told you it's going to be either. You know, oh, the bloody, you know, how many people have been got by, or oh, once a smoker, always a smoker. It's a load of bollocks. It's not like that, mm. Mm. you know, and um, we have way more agency than we realize. Yeah. And again, this comes back to this <clears throat> idea that you've got everything that you need within you, yeah. including the the wisdom to know what's right for you. And you can make the choice like it's the whole, like this whole thing with expectations we expect something to be a certain way and we're just setting ourselves up for that so suspend your judgment have a really open mind and do everything that you can to cultivate emotions that feel good in the body because those are those are the <clears throat> things that are going to carry you through the times that are more challenging the times that are tougher which will inevitably come but it's not that it's not that sobriety is um is hard like life is hard at times because it's life and we have this like warped view of well it's, it's almost like we kid ourselves into thinking that we can avoid difficulty and any kind of like real challenge in life by numbing. Well, we don't, we just delay it. We and avoid we, it temporarily. And, and we wouldn't, we wouldn't want that anyway. Mm, mm. So it's, I, I was thinking, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying really carefully not to go off on a tangent, but what I was thinking about is that. I'm watching. Look, wagging your finger at me. Did, where did it come from? Did it come from us, the whole choose your hard thing? I think it came from you. I think I think that I think you said that. But no, I think you said it, but I think you may have heard it somewhere else. I seem to remember somebody, you re referencing it at the time. I seem to remember saying it and there's somebody posting some really provocative images. Something rude. <laughs> Shocking. I just me? when you were talking, I wrote down um expectations versus intentions and i think we need to i think it'd be really good to do a podcast on that and to break down what Hell we mean yeah. when we say expectations so that's underlined we'll do that Perhaps hell we'll do to that the year week. hell to the year um right i'm getting you back in the lane get back in the lane next one what what did you have written down you're not on your own oh yeah and you're not you are not on your own even if you're physically on your own you're not and we can you know, sometimes it, it we might be in a position where we feel like there's people that, you know, the people around us don't really get what we're going through in the journey that we're on. But 
that is something wonderful about the internet and social media and things like that. It's one of the amazing things that can come from it. Podcasts like this, you know, coming and talking in the group. And and there are quite literally, li- literally millions of people all over the world right now who are having a similar, you know, experience. They're starting to question in the way that you might be. And we can really feel like we're on an island. And I think the things that often, the things that we feel are most unique to us, this is a pattern I see all the time, and I'm sure you do as well, Ellie. Like one of the, th- the most of the things that we think are the most unique to us and the things that we might even have shame about or guilt about, or there are tons of people who feel like that. And when we, when we're in coaching groups and when people share, and when I like very often we'll say, who else has experienced this? And when you get, a, when you get 50 people put their hand up and say, you know, yeah, I have my flavor of that too. Almost everything we're experiencing on some level is a human thing. It's a human thing. And because we're in the middle of our own experience, it's really, we innocently can build ourselves our own little island and then think it's a me thing. Like this is just the me thing. Um, Mm. And it's nice and and it's such a wonderful place to be, to go and find a space where you can find a connection and community, Mm. Um, Mm. find a tribe that, that get you. Yeah, absolutely. And e- even if you think that I, oh, nobody's nobody's done this thing or nobody's had this experience, this this has to be worse than everybody else's. You know, I've all got that thing of like, it's almost like the competition for who can have the most shameful experience. <laughs> then, you know, in these groups, it's like, and there isn't there isn't this one-upmanship, but what you will get is a bunch of people that are like, oh, no, 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 that's all right. That's been done as well. And that, and that. And yeah, it's, yeah, and yeah. it's not, not in a, as I said, not in a one-upmanship, one-upmanship way, but in a like, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. If I have a thing that I sometimes say to people when they come for uh, breakthrough calls or, or connection calls to come and chat about coaching, I say, yeah. Uh, and I guess this kind of works like in a community as well. I'm like, if I pick up that someone's like holding, like they don't feel comfortable enough or, and we're still like connecting and breaking through those barriers. I say, you know, look, fear not. Um, you know, if I have a thing that I say, if you, if you fucked a zebra, I fucked too. And like, obviously I haven't actually done that. <laughs> but what I'm pointing to is like, you know, we've Ooh. all been there and there'll be things that, you know, in a group of people who are, who've been on this experience with, uh, with drugs, alcohol, with many things, we've all done stuff. It's not us. That doesn't doesn't kind of give it, it doesn't impact our um, intrinsic value one iota. Like it mm. just doesn't work like that. And mm. um, yeah, so you're not alone. You're not alone. And I would encourage anybody who feels like they are to just piece by piece be brave and courageous enough to raise a hand to go to a coaching call, to speak up a little bit, to just come and share a win, you know, bit by bit by bit. Because as mean, like we were saying earlier, Ellie, like I think one of the greatest um, ways of healing and releasing shameful thinking is through vulnerability and through sharing and through Mm -hmm. connection. It's the most powerful thing there is. Shining a light on it is the most powerful thing that there is. Yeah. And it, it doesn't matter who you are in in these groups like you are going to find 
people that you connect with and friendships that will last a lifetime, you know, and that are so much deeper than many of the relationships that you might have with even people that are physically close to you. I uh, had a, a Marco Polo the other day from a lady that was in one of my small coaching groups. And I was really excited to hear from her. And the the delightful little gift that was on the other side that Marco Polo was, she'd only gone and got together with her other um, friends from that group. And they were all together. They were all there. And it was just so wonderful to see them all together and enjoying each other's company and getting to, you know, having gotten very intimate with one another over the medium of Marco Polo to then be able to physically get together and spend time. Like, what a wonderful thing. And they're going to have that connection for life. Yeah, I mean, this podcast exists because we followed the breadcrumbs, right? As in, like, we were all both on our journey and then crossed paths and, you know, we reached out to each other, all the rest of it. Like, it's amazing what can happen. Um, yeah. And I'll tell you what's also amazing. It's also amazing that um, when people get together like that over the other side of the pond, like, they've really put the effort in. <laughs> they haven't, like, just, hey, you know, say, say driven past know, somebody. I haven't driven past that, you. And, and then not I called probably, in to see them. They've rate, actually made the effort to get together. If I see you on the side of the road needing a lift, I will drive past you next time. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I was, I was actually on my list of to-do is to share potential times to see you over summer. But don't worry about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yes, I get it. Next, it's an upgrade. It's an upgrade. Now, I have a feeling that I think we need to really stay on the edge of this because if we dive in here, we're going to be here for a long time. And I know that you need to have some lunch today. You need some has, lunch. I need to have some lunch. You need to have some lunch today because otherwise you're going to be a rambling idiot when we come to record right. our next podcast. So it is an upgrade. And again, this is kind of looping back to it's not what you think it is. In every single area of my life, including socializing, including stress response, including all of the things that I was most panicked about, where I thought, oh, fucking hell, what am I going to do about that? Um, it's an upgrade. Like Life is so much better. Life is so much better. And yeah, you know. <laughs> it's just better. It just is. I mean, it, other it, than it, breaking down it all the different ways that it is, I think, yeah, what comes to you? And you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was just about to do. Well, suffice on a on a high level, the there are just so many things that happen quite naturally and quite quickly and you reap the benefits of them very quickly and the 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 basic stuff is like you you get healthier your body recovers mm. it's amazing how quickly and how wonderfully the body can um regenerate certain bits and other bits stop falling off and other bits you know look like the eyes, if like if you're early on in this, make sure you've got some pictures of you know before you well you like have pictures of before your day one, your day one, and then in the alcohol experiment we do day one, day thirty, and you look at the difference, and it's always in the eyes, and it's not a vanity thing. It's like a wow, like people brighten and sparkle, like the life you can see the life back in them. Your skin clears up, you know, you just. 
you lose all of the inflammation. So all of these things, it's like, it's like a big snowball and things just get better and better and better. The mental clarity that you have, the um, capacity to uh, deal with stress because you're no longer introducing um, unnecessary cortisol into the body. So there's this just wonderful accumulation of things that, again, it doesn't mean that you never have difficult life circumstances. It doesn't mean that everything's, in inverted commas, easy. But your life becomes so much more fulfilling because you have the opportunity to be present to it in a way that just simply isn't there when you drink. Back of the net. Well done. Back of the net. Well done. <laughs> right. We've got five minutes to get the last one in. You ready? This bump. Uh, Digital high five. <laughs> right. Last one. You it's can't, powerful, this. You fail. can't fail. You can't, you can't fail. No, you can't because in I now realize zoomed out looking back, the times where I thought I'd failed hardest were actually woven into the very fabric of, of my success. Because I as it seems to me now, um when you allow yourself to I mean, like for me, like I often say, like I had like an 18, 19 month period away and then I I chose to drink again. <laughs> I chose to drink again. There we go. Sorry. I chose to drink again. And um, yeah, I mean, at the time, if you'd asked me, what would I have said? I don't know, actually, because I, I wasn't, I would have read this naked mind and I'd read a lot about it. And I, I don't know if I'd have said I've failed. I don't know what I'd have said, but actually I learned a huge amount then. And um, that led for, to me finding true freedom. So there's nothing to be afraid of. You know, if you if you make a decision that you're going to try and do your three months or your six months and something were to happen along the way, it, it, like you just don't know. It might it, it's going to give you information that that might be the key to set you free. It was an experience in different ways. Me and Ellie both had that experience and we see thousands of people coming through this naked mind uh, who have the same experience. And in our coaching groups, they have those same experiences, too. Um, yeah, mm. you can't. Mm recognizing that your journey is uniquely yours and it's that way for a reason like how do you how do you know it's meant to be that way because it is that way so surrendering to that not comparing yourself to anybody else or anybody else's journey and embracing it for all of the teachings and the gifts that it brings to you how could how could you possibly fail at anything like you're being present to your life. You are taking everything that you can from it and growing. So I think some of this, again, comes back to those earlier points around it's not what you think it is and it doesn't have to be hard. Like we have these constructs of what it means to go on this journey. And it it always feels like a bit of a, um, a bit of a stab in the heart when somebody says that their goal is to stop drinking or, you know, their, their goal is to be sober because that to me isn't a meaningful goal. And we we we'll, we say in this naked mind, we're like, you know, how, how are you going to know you're successful at stopping drinking? 
because you'd have to wait until you're dead to get a memo <laughs> on your last day. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. Well done, Ellie. You made it. So what? But what was really meaningful to me was, and this comes back to intention. So let's make sure we pencil that one in. I I wanted peace in my life. I didn't want my thinking to be consumed by drinking and alcohol. I wanted I wanted to feel peaceful and present and awake. That's how I wanted to feel. And so having a an intention like that, like I'm not saying that goals are in nowhere helpful, but let's be really mindful about what kind of things we're setting ourselves up for. And again, you, to, to get there, you need to be able to listen to that inner voice because that will guide you to the right place every time. Yeah. As it seems to me, look at this one minute, we're going to do this. I can sense it in my bones. As it seems to me, I want to stop drinking is an invitation. And there may be some, a lot of people on here who have got that as their goal, but that ain't the goal, right? It's an invitation to the party. You've got to figure out what the party is. And the interesting thing about figuring out what the party is, well, feelings don't come from the outside world. They come from inside of us and they come from our thoughts. So even just the, the allowing yourself to be courageous enough because you deserve everything that that party is going to be, you'll start feeling some of those things now and it will start motivating you from the word go. So it's, it's, a, it's a really powerful thing. Um, and it's innocent. Of course, we're going to focus on wanting to stop drinking. It's the thing that we can see is having the impact in his, in his, um, but it, but the courageous thing is to look in a slightly different direction. Um, and you might be amazed what, or you will be amazed at what comes your way. Freaking look at that. Freaking did it. I think that was but about 40 minutes. I was just going to say one more thing. Oh God. I don't know. Gonna gonna oh no. <laughs> 10 minutes later. Go on. No, what now? I forgot what it was. <laughs> Check it. Bring it in next time. I forgot what it was, haven't I? Oh, I was only joking. Thanks um, brain. No worries. Are you talking to me? Or your no, brain? my brain. Yeah, I'm definitely not the brain of the, of the brains of the operation. <laughs> so sometimes I'm the waffler. I'm like a like an unruly waffle machine. It's like constantly making waffles, throwing them out into the air, and then you're like, here, catch here, you're catching them and like put and them in a pile. Assemble them. Yeah, and then give them toppings. And then every again, every now and again, I have the audacity to suggest that it is in fact you that is. Uh, failing to keep the ship i think yeah. between now us we do quite well five minutes later oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was great right so team there we go a whistle stop tour of of um things that are really <laughs> good to know and a message of hope wherever you are and an, or, a, or a wonderful reminder of where you are or where you're where you may find yourself very soon and um yeah love you all how cool is that? Awesome. Get floppy. There we go, folks. So, look, come and let us know what you think in the Facebook group. We've uh, There's loads of stuff going on in there. We're always going to let you know first about any kind of groups we're running, any like anything like that. You're always going to get a heads up uh, and eyes on there first. So, uh, and it's good fun in there. You know, we've, we're trying our best to build something a bit different. We're trying to make it so that it's a discussion group um, that's a little bit different to some of the other groups out there. So we would, uh, we would love, love, love to see you there. So, hey, you have an absolutely awesome week wherever you are. Love you all and uh, speak to you soon. <laughs>